You're listening to Black Humboldt's new podcast, Black Aesthetic. And we're celebrating our love for Black arts and culture within Humboldt County. What up? This Queen D rocking this body from East Coast to Humboldt. Woo! Hey, this is Dwar, healing souls on the streets. K.M. Ross, popping shots, killing things, and making stuff. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Mo. Mom artist extraordinaire. Baby, baby. I don't know what arrogance means. You see, I have no patience with modesty. Modesty is a learned adaptation. It's stuck on like decals. As soon as life slams a modest person against the wall, that modesty will fall off faster than a G-string will fall off a stripper. Whenever I'm around someone who is modest, I think, run like hell and all of fire. You don't want modesty. You want humility. Humility comes from inside out. It says someone was here before me and I'm here because I've been paid for I have something to do, and I will do that because I'm paying for someone else who has yet to come. Dr. Maya Angelou, in an interview with Dawn Reese. This week, we're featuring Naomi and how she exists in Humboldt County. Hey, what's up, everybody? We have Naomi on the podcast. What's up, Naomi? Welcome. Hi, Deanna. Hi, Kevin. So, everybody, Naomi is based locally in Humboldt and is the owner-operator of Body Hive Dance. And she's also a teacher at her own studio. And it has been in operation for how many years? Um, legally, three. This would have been our three-year anniversary, but technically five-year anniversary. Because we was trapping for two years illegally, and then we were like, we're going to go legal. So, Naomi, let's start off by talking about what your artistry is or, or what you do that you consider yourself to be an artist. Well, I'm one of the owners of the first pole dance studio in Humboldt County. Uh, and we teach different styles of pole fitness from floor, like floor work, to doing crazy moves on the pole, to twerk. So I consider myself a pole artist, if you will. A pole artist, that, that's, that's <laughs> I'm interesting. I'm a pole dancer, you know? They make a million songs about it now. I'm a um, pole dancer, yeah. And so how did you begin your artist journey? How did Body High begin? Or... Um, just kind of how did you start off in art? I think we've talked about this in a few different episodes about how people's art maybe evolves and is expressed in different ways. And so maybe just start starting off with like how the need to express yourself and maybe how pole dancing became the outlet for that. Oh, so I have a, a my favorite cousin uh, used to come out to L.A. and uh She'd be like, oh, you should come visit me in Cleveland. Come visit me in Cleveland. When I w- went out to visit her in Cleveland, she had a pole in her house. And I've been an athlete my whole life. I was like 20 when I went to go visit her. And I was like, teach me some stuff on here. She's like, all right. I was already naturally athletic. So I just like gravitated to the pole after that. When I was 20, I was just like, all right. Started doing it for fun, like fitness. And then I was like, all right, this is like a cool cool way to uh, meet new people. So that's really how I started pole dancing. I was like, oh, found it as like a new fitness craze and then started from there. 
I've been polling for like 11 years now. Yeah, that's how I first started. My cousin Ashley got me into it. Started pole dancing, came up to Humboldt, met Natalie. Not many people I knew like pole danced. We both were like, yo, you pole dance, I pole dance. And she's like, actually, I'm trying to start this little small uh, thing where I'm like teaching women how to pole dance. You should help me out. So I like come to her space and it was like ridiculous cute. She had one pole and uh, that was like a speaker and like two uh, mirrors. And I was like, you can make this a real thing. There's like no pole studios. And I'm from L.A. They were like tons in LA. I, I lived in New Orleans before I lived in um, Humboldt. And I was like, I remember there, it being one there. And I was like, we can make this a thing. There was no other pole studios. So then that's like kind of where I came in with Body High. I was like, yo, <laughs> let's do this legally. And she's like, Natalie's like my business partner. She's like, you think it could really be a thing? And I'm like, yeah. So then a couple, like a year passes and I ended up leaving Humboldt for the summer and I gave Natalie my pole. I was like, you should get a bigger space. So she's like, oh yeah, she had a friend that gifted her a pole. So then we had three poles. And then that's when I started helping her teach classes. And I was like, nah, we were like in an alley on K Street behind like a, a auto shop. And they were like girls like half naked lining up in an alley to take pole classes. And I was like, nah, you gotta make this like legit. And Natalie's like, oh, okay, but you know, She's like, do you think this will work? You think we'll make our money? And I'm like, no, trust me. <laughs> the little hustler in me, I'm like, look at these girls. They're half naked in an alley and <laughs> they're just trying to dance. So we started at 17, early 17. It was supposed to be 16, but all this crazy stuff was happening with this crazy landlord. So 17, we got our like first space. We had four poles. It was like really tiny. We, out, we outgrew that space within like six months because we had too much foot traffic. We went to a bigger space. We had five poles. And then like, we just had too many half naked girls in the hallway. That's when you came with us, Deanna. We met you and we just had this really cute micro space. It was like really intimate. But then we were like, we can make this like a real thing and get a big space, we get a big leap. And it's been really dope ever since. We have like a huge space now. I think it's like 1,500 square feet. We have six poles. We have like trained up some girls to do competitions or some people to do comps. Uh, it's been like really crazy. We've had showcases. It's been like really, 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 really great times. Like really thankful that we got to bring something like this to Humboldt because there was like no space in Humboldt for women to be really sexy for no reason. And yeah, that's like what our space provides. It's like, and, and men as well, if they want to come and get sexy, but yeah. So that kind of leads into the next question perfectly is, uh, um, you're speaking about some of your projects and I think you got, you guys offer classes is what you're saying. So if you want to talk about maybe some of your recent or projects, of the past that you're really proud of? Oh, we had a really cool showcase in Eureka where we themed it around gods and goddesses, which was really dope. We like were at capacity before nine o'clock. It was like really, really heartwarming to see so many people wanting to see whole fitness without the, um, without having to go to the strip club. So it was like really, really nice to show the community that side of, whole fitness um we've had some like really dope 
people rent our space and like have healing workshops, which have been like really, really nice. Like we've had Jovan, everyone in Humboldt knows Jovan, come and like host really dope stuff there. Um, we've had divorce parties. We've had like a lot of like really, like our space is like really cool. We've had <laughs> so many cool things happen. We've had like some really cool birthday parties in our spaces, like pole parties. We've had people come and have like workshops, but I've just seen people like turn into different people after coming to the space. Like they've like opened up and like, it's been really cool. <laughs> like, well, I think in my, um, my personal journey with body high and the thing I think I've done that is like really one of the dopest things that I've helped I've helped a lot of young women get paid off of this like I've like guided a couple girls through on like how to become an exotic entertainer and like make money off of this like you can do it as a a workout but you can really you can make some money and do it the right way you know you don't have to be out there acting crazy, but you could, like, if you know how to pole dance, like, that's half the battle. Like, people just pay you off of that. So, I, I think... What's one of the biggest misconceptions that people have with exotic dancers or strippers or any any names or phrases or state, statements that you feel like you would want the world to understand or not misinterpret? Um, that exotic dancers are just regular people. They're just normal people. <laughs> We're not like overly sexual beings, but it's like, of course we can turn it on, turn it off, but it's just like, they're normal people. People think that you're going to be like in the daytime crawling around on the ground and licking your lips. <laughs> you know, I'm just a regular person. Like, yeah, that's, but yeah. Yeah, they're just regular people. Like, how do you feel about the foot traffic in the studio when it comes to black and brown bodies? Do you feel like it's your studio's diverse enough? You know, I know you have to love all your customers, but how do you feel um, or what do you hear from your students as far as the class, the, you know, the studio and its, and its diversity? Where are you with that? Um... I feel like I want every person of color to come to Body High. <laughs> and to be honest, we don't get that many, but the girls that do stick around, they're all, they love it. And they, they like try and be mascots for Body High and bring more people of color. But I feel like you just got to come on your own time, especially pole fitness. A lot of people, they come, they find pole fitness when they're going through something. So like a lot of people just start, they're not athletic. They think you got to be hella athletic. But uh, I love it when I, I see any any person of color come to Body High because there's not many of us in Humboldt. There's like I just told Kevin, I'm like, how why don't I, why don't I know you? I feel like I know everybody of color in Humboldt, or at least seen them before. I like what? But we don't get that many. I wish there was more. I feel like I can name them all. And there's like seven of us. But we do have a really lit pole party and it was all black and brown girls. And I was really happy. I was like, where are you guys at? But they're like HSU students. I would love it if uh, more people of color came. 
But there's, I feel like a lot of them have though. There's only like 11. There's like 11 black people in the book. And three of us are on the, the screen right now. Not really, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so I heard you talking about being sexy and whatnot. Um, what are some ways you make people feel sexy? Like what if Kevin wanted to come take a class? What, what's your first step with Kevin? Uh, well, Kevin, I would try and teach him. I, I, when men come and I can tell that they're not uh, homosexual or bisexual, they just look like uh, regular straight men, I put them through a real workout because guys just think that like, oh, <laughs> this, isn't a, this is a joke. I can do this. And you really got to have some muscles to really pole dance and climb the pole. You got to have a really good core, good arm. So if Kevin came in, I would put him through a real workout. When I can tell women come in, I can, I, I wouldn't say I can read women when they come in for classes, but you can kind of get a feel for like why someone's coming and taking a pole class. Like some women just want to try it for sport. Some want to get sexy. You can like literally by what class you sign up for, you can kind of be like, oh, okay. So um, I would, I would say uh, you can move your body in a way that wouldn't be acceptable in day-to-day life. Like I couldn't go to the supermarket and start body rolling without getting everyone's attention, you know? So I feel like body high is a space where you can really come and like move your body in a sexual way without any judgment or without making a pass at someone or without it being like anything, but you just moving your body, you know? And it's actually really fun to like dance in the dark. <laughs> People are like, well, you don't get it until you do it. You just like something you have to do and you like barely have any clothes on and it's a safe space. Like, you know, no one's gonna run up behind you and try to freak you or anything like you're in the club or no one's gonna judge you. I, I we, We're like all girl power vibes. No one's like body shaming or anything. Everyone's like encouraging you, whatever you're doing, if you're trying to learn to move or if you're just trying to twirl around on, on the ground, roll around. So I, I think it's uh, a safe space for you to really move your body without judgment. That makes any sense. That's the key word. Thank you. Safe space. Yeah, like you couldn't go to AutoZone and do the same thing. Like <laughs> the whole AutoZone will be trying to buy you lunch. So I think you cultivate a safe space, particularly for black and brown people. And that's that's why I like Body High Pole. Thank you. I don't know if Dee remembers this, but there was like, I think we had we had an event at Body High one time. And for some reason or another, I ended up with the key. And I had to return it for class the next day. And like, you know, to speak to, you know, a heterosexual male walking into a pole dancing place. Now, mind you, though, I, I am, I consider myself a feminist. I am entirely okay. Like most of my friends are women. I have so many platonic relationships and I have the capacity to be around beautiful women without hitting on them. Um, However, I understand that that's not tattooed on my forehead. So when I'm walking into this space, I'm like, okay, like, you know, make sure you're not looking all, you know, <laughs> don't don't look thirsty coming in here and, you know, <laughs> keep your straight face, eyes up, like just, you know, going through the going through the pep talk that you have to do sometimes to just make sure that you're 
you know, upholding that safe space when you're walking into one. And I swear the the reaction I got when I walked in there was completely the opposite. Like, they're like, are you here for class? <laughs> and I was like, like I could do that? <laughs> like, nah, but I'm just here for this key, but shoot, like, maybe one day hey, like who want to come <laughs> <laughs> kevin gonna be the next body high twerk prop <laughs> man. See, man, i got skills oh man. gosh i got skills and i'm and i'm okay with being the male dancer <laughs> um but it's you know i call d the next day or when whenever next time i talk to d i was like man like that's like the most welcome place i ever walked into in humble county i'm happy to hear that thank you <laughs> So, yeah, everybody um, is like really welcoming and warm because it's like a really fun place to be. You don't want to be in there all weird and quiet or like standoffish. Like everyone, like, you gotta say introduce yourself when you come in. You couldn't just like everyone's. I'm I'm happy you felt that way, Kevin. That makes me feel really happy. Absolutely, yeah. I was I was blown away. Um, yeah. So yeah, assumptions. Assumptions, assumptions. When you try hard not to have assumptions, they still come and bite you in the ass. Um, <laughs> anywho, so as a fellow black business owner in Humboldt County, I, I'm i curious what kind of constraints you may have run into or if there's you know any issues that maybe your white counterparts or mentors haven't had to go through that you've been able to overcome obviously um and you know maybe they're still in progress but uh you know whatever you're comfortable to share in that regard this is something i can only really explain to black people too because i'm like i don't even waste my time trying to explain something that i know you can probably try and try and understand but you can't like I teach twerk. It's really, it's black. I don't care what you say. It's our culture. It's something really black. I can teach you how to move like it. I can teach you everything, but like, it's just crazy because we all look at it ourselves when we're dancing in the mirror, but I can't give you the swag. I really cannot. This is just some black shit. Like, I can't explain it. <laughs> it's 100% like, I... I don't. I would never tell somebody it's because you're not black. But half the time, I'm like, it's just the swag. I can't teach you this shit. It's just what it is. Like, and I just can't. Like, I can't even try to explain that to somebody that's not black. So that to me is like the biggest challenge: being really black and trying to teach people that aren't black something that's really black. <laughs> and. Uh, there's a lot of girls that can get it. They can move. They can get it down. And then they ask me stuff like, well, why doesn't it? And I'm like, girl, I can't. This is like Inglewood, California all day, every day. I, I grew up doing this my whole life. I can't, I can't tell you anything else. Like uh, that to me. And accepting that I'm giving you a part of the culture like, I'm, I'm putting you on a little bit. I'm going to teach y'all this, and I'm going to tell you why we do it like this and why you want to, like, not move the up, upper half of your body because then you're doing looking like a chicken. Like, I'm going to give you the game. 
but don't run with it and try and make it something else or try and relate to it in a way that's going to offend someone black. Like I can't, I, I can't stand when I'm like teaching twerk and then, then after the class, the girls are like trying to talk to me in slang and I'll, I'll be having to check them. Like you just said 50 instead of 50. Like, don't do that. Like <laughs> that to me is like the only thing I can humble. I'd be loving my homies out there. I love them. But I'm like, I can't teach you this black shit. It just is what it is, you know? I can't, I'm not trying to explain to you why I'm going to say the N-word and why you can't. It's just some black shit. So to me, just like being black and humble is like my biggest challenge. <laughs> like that, uh, that, that to me is like the thing. Like, uh. No, I mean, there's, this, is, these are, this is your truth, you know? And... um. I mean, I'm personally curious, too. Like, what was it like applying for a business license and, like, that stuff? Like, were there – did anybody look at y'all weird or, like – because, um, I mean, you know, like – Honestly, I wouldn't say it was hard. Um, I, no, I wouldn't say it was hard. We – I, I would – I'm – somebody I was like you know this is what we want to do so I was like pushing through pushing through oh they said no we're gonna do it this way like it wasn't really hard we had to do every we did everything legal so it wasn't anything they could really say it was uh it was something that wasn't in humble too so I think a lot of people were really excited for it even the conservative older people that we had to deal with when we were applying for stuff but we were pretty they were pretty welcoming too like oh we don't have this here and it's kind of like getting with the times, you know, like Humble is progressing in so many different ways since the legalization. Like there's like an in and out there now, like there's like things that are coming to Humble that weren't there before. So I think people were like kind of excited for it. Um, it wasn't, uh, we, we worked with someone that I rented through and they knew what I, how I made money. They knew I was a little hustler. So they weren't hating on us at all. They were like, if you got money, we're working with you. Um, you know, we, we did everything legal. So it was like, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was like super hard. And we had, luckily we had a, um, I believe she was Indian. She was of color. Her, she was our uh, leasing lady and she was messing with us. She was pushing for us. She was like, this is woman owned where you guys are women of color. She was just happy. And she was like, really not, knocking on doors for us like no 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 I know these girls they they pay on time they've rented houses through me like she her name was Renji she was such a blessing for me and Natalie like she was always fighting for us to get the better deal like if it wasn't for her a lot in Arcata wouldn't have popped off like she was like Oshun sent her to us like here here's this beautiful lady that's gonna help you guys and she was like the middleman we with our uh, leasing person, which is like an older white lady and she's pretty conservative, but she's chill. I'm not going to hate on her, but like we were really, really, really fortunate to deal with um, a woman of color when it came to a lot of the legal stuff. We were like so fortunate. Like every time I, I think of her, I'm like, send a little prayer out for her. She really is the shit. See, but that, you know, that's beautiful. But also in this story, I think people need to pick up the fact that 
it literally took some other person of color with a little bit of power and a little bit of more money to give you that hand. And we probably showing up for each other. Like POC people need to keep showing up for each other like that. Like once you step up, look back and hold somebody's hand. Yeah. Like she, man, she it literally was like, she's like in the middle office and we come talk to her. She walks into the back office and then we're emailing. Like she was like, she was a literal angel that came down and was like, I'm going to help you guys. And every space she got us into, every time we moved up a little bit, she would like put us on, like someone's about to move out. You guys want it. Then there was a big space of opening up, which was Lost Boys uh, Jiu-Jitsu Gym. She's like, I know you guys can do it. Like she was the one pushing for us to, um, to level up. And I, I like, I think she left humble, but I love that lady. Like, I really love her. That's beautiful. How do you feel your art is related to your activism? Um, And it could be in any way. And I know a lot about you, Naomi. You travel the world. You've seen a lot of people. I've seen you out speaking on different um, concerns. And I know, like, home for you is L.A., Inglewood. That's your your, uh, hood. But I, I also hear you speak politically. So how does your... How is your art, your activism um, when you are performing or when you're speaking about the arts? I think my art helps people that aren't comfortable with sex work understand that sex work is just another form of art and work. Like pole fitness, stems from the strip club and there's so many women that come in are just like ew they're sluts they do this and blah 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 and then they get to know a stripper and they're like all you do is dance so then they get curious and go into a club then they just stop looking at it from that point of view because they're like these are just women that just decide to live their life in a different way so I think it helps form a bridge between sex workers and people that never thought of sex work as being real work, kind of like understand it a little more and respect it for sure. There's, I've met so many women that I can tell they come in and they're like, oh, this slut's about to teach me something. Then they realize like, yo, she's just a normal person. She's like, if I wanted to go do this, I can go do it too. It's just some people decide to do it and some people don't, you know? It's crazy how people demonize um, strippers because I remember coming out of high school, I had some friends who decided they were going to be strippers. So I've gone to the club because they were they're like, come to work. I'm going to let you in for free, you know? And it, that was just another club or the let out, you know? After the let out, where you going to go, you know? And so... It's like I understood that life through many of my friends who decided to strip, both coming out of high school and coming out of college. And I just get so baffled sometimes that people are so shocked about it. And it's like, well, didn't you ever have friends who also, you know, or it's like, I don't know, maybe it's because we come from certain neighborhoods. Maybe that's that. But I've never had this like stigma against it because my friends have stripped, you know? Yeah, it, it's such a crazy, 
it's just crazy when people don't. I understand because I, I remember before I danced, I was like, what the fuck are these women doing? You know, like, but then when you get like, you're like, oh, okay, you're just comfortable being naked, cool. <laughs> and you realize it's just, they're really not really doing much. They're just sitting and talking with men, just like you would do at a normal club. And then you get in dance, taking them in the back, making more money. And then they, I think they respect the whole like stage too. They're like, wow, you got a lot of confidence to go up there in front of people naked. And then you got to be strong to do that shit. Like, <laughs> like they, they respect them in a whole different sense. Like, yo, this girl will beat me up with one arm. Like, she's so strong and buff. So, Kevin, Kevin, you think you're stronger than a stripper? <laughs> Not a male stripper. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the gym been, gym's been closed. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm in my prime though, so I just need two weeks. I'm stronger than most. Like, so one last thing before we go: Is there anything you want people to know about Body High? Are you back in operation for COVID? Like, what's going down? Or any last like heartwarming words you want to leave your listeners? We are back open in business. We are offering COVID classes. We are asking everyone to wear a mask, keeping it safe. Um, we are offering a lot of private classes right now. If you feel comfortable dancing with just one other person or just your group of friends that you know where they've been at. Um, I'm so happy you guys have me. Uh, really, thank you guys for uh, having me on here, wanting to hear about pole artistry. And um, Kevin, if you want to come take a class and <laughs> get your game up since you felt so welcome come pop on in i'll be in town soon teaching twerk so <laughs> Dude, that's the that's the class i'm gonna sign up for yeah <laughs> when when tell us when you're gonna be here we love when you teach um I, i'll definitely post it on instagram i'm not sure yet because it's all the fires i was gonna drive up and then i'm like everything's on fire up there i might not be able to drive up well, I know driving if uh, the roads look okay, but I wanted to come up and like dance. Remember, you took my hip hop dance class. I got that video still of you doing Yeah, it. I took a few of your classes. Hip hop and heels. Yeah, hip hop and heels. I have a video of me, you, and Natalie like dancing to um, Mr. Easy. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah I love. I dance with y'all. Yeah, I miss dancing up there. I miss so, Javon's classes. I know. I definitely miss Javon's classes. Thank you so much for being here. We are honored that you created a space for people to feel safe and to be sexy, whether regardless of gender, regardless of class, regardless of race, regardless of, um, of sexual preference. That's all love right there and all through body high love. So thank you so much for being on with us. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank you. Nice meeting you, Kevin. Nice meeting you too. It was a pleasure. We out. You can find Body High at www.bodyhighpoledance.com or Instagram at Body High Pole Dance. Thanks, y'all, for listening to The Black Aesthetic. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in every Wednesday. Follow us on all socials at Black Humboldt and check out our website at www.blackhumboldt.com. 
you want to send some love and feedback, email us at blackhumbled at gmail.com. And make sure to use the hashtag Black Humble Aesthetic. B-L-A-C-K-H-U-M-B-O-L-D-T-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C on social media. Until next time, continue to walk in your black excellence.